Welcome to Shades of Grace, everybody. Praise God. Give the wonderful Savior a round of applause. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We got a little surprise today. We got a new show. It's called The Steve and... And Pastor Will, you are the first contestant, so if you would please come up front. We're going to see if we can't stump you with a question. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you know what month it is? October. It is, which is also Pastor Appreciation Month. And So, uh, you can blame all this on Jimmy because it was his idea, but we have reached to the farthest points of the world, north, south, east, and west. We even went to Lynn Garden. And y'all sit down and get comfortable. We got a little video we want to show for a few minutes. It's for you, Pastor Will. We love you, brother. We love you. So everybody get comfortable. Is that all I need to do, Jimmy? Hot dog. Toby. So we just want to take a minute to send a message to Pastor Will, uh, thanking him for his love and dedication to the least lost and lonely. And there's one more L. What is it, Toby? Do you remember? Uh, the last. Anyway, um, we've enjoyed being part of Shades of Grace and just want to encourage you, Pastor Will, to keep on listening to the Lord and following your heart. Uh, we know that God has given you a, a new heart and uh, it's a heart of flesh, and we appreciate that. We thank God for you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, Will. Appreciate you so much for all you've done for us. Billy and Toby and Pastor Billy. Just keep up the good work. I love you. Hey, Pastor Will, I just wanted to wish you a happy Pastor Appreciation Month and um, tell you how much I appreciate all you do for the community, our church, and um, our family. And uh, thank you for way back for baptizing my son and for always being there for me uh, when I've had questions or concerns and the confidence that I have in you and uh, and your guidance has just been amazing. I don't know if you even realize how much that I appreciate that. And um, I appreciate so much what you did for, uh, for my dad, for my mom. And I just appreciate everything that you do for everyone. I love you. Hi, Pastor Will. 
How are you today? Hope things are going well. I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do for Shades of Grace and your wonderful leadership and guidance. And uh, I'd just like to say uh, you're very much appreciated and thank you for your messages of love and all your sermons. As we all know, the world needs more love. I hope you have a great day and a great week. Thank you. Greetings to you all. I'm Pastor Mary Louise Sitton, recently retired as pastor at Emanuel Lutheran Church in Blountville. You can't imagine the pressure that was put on me when I moved to Blountville and to Emanuel, and one of the first things I was told at Emanuel was, we just love Pastor Will and Shades of Grace, and you're going to have to love him too. I was afraid about that challenge, not knowing Pastor Will, but that that fear didn't last more than saying hello to him for the first time. Pastor Will, you have been such a gracious and wonderful, faithful leader of Shades of Grace, and you have opened your doors for all of us who could walk into God's living room and give of our time and our hearts and our minds in a way that helped us to know people we would never ever have met in our lifetime. And so thank you. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for your warm and loving heart. And thank you for allowing all of us to do God's work with our hands and our hearts and our minds. Blessings to you, Pastor Will. Hello, Hello Pastor, Pastor Will. Will. Charlotte Mosher from Sudbury, Ontario. Penny Serretta, Brentford, Ontario, Canada. Shirley Blaylock. Grady Blaylock. Hilton's, Virginia. We want to thank you for all you do at Shades of Grace to help the least, the last, the lost, the lonely. God, God bless, bless you. you. We love, I love you. you. Hi everyone, this is Pastor Michelle at Shades of Grace and it's Pastor Appreciation Month of October and um, this message is for you, Pastor Will, and I'm not going to go into details. I'm going to make it real simple and it comes from my heart. I just want to tell you thank you for keeping the vision that God has given you uh, focused and alive and activated here at Shades of Grace and welcoming me to be a part of that and so god bless you and thank you hey pastor will this is luann i just wanted to tell you that you will never know what a blessing you are to so many people in our community you're also a blessing to me you have touched the lives of so many people in our area you will never know how much you have affected the lives of others i just want to wish you a happy pastor appreciation month Pastor Will, I just wanted to take a minute to express my appreciation to you for all that you have done for me personally as well as you being the shepherd to so many. And most recently, your spiritual help through the life's journey for Charlie and I appreciate you and Shades of Grace, prayer warriors, and it meant so much to me. You are appreciated so much by me and my family. Love you. Hi, Pastor Will. This is um, October, is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I really wanted to um, get in on the opportunity to thank you for all you do. 
Um, I know that the impact of what you and your ministry and the countless people that have helped you over the years in your inner circle and um, I know the impact on the uh, Kingsport community will never be known this side of heaven but I can imagine that there would be a very long line in heaven of people that are waiting to thank you. Um, as for me, and I've told you this before, uh, during those dark, dark months of COVID, um, when we just didn't know if we could even handle one more patient or take care of one more patient, um, during those, those months that turned into years and we as nurses didn't know if we would ever see um, the light of day, if we would ever see an end to it or um, improvement of any kind. I've told you before that Shades was a bright spot for me in, in, the, in the dark weeks. It, it became my bright spot. Um, it became a safe place um, and I think God used your ministry and you to remind me that he ever loves us, he sees us, he knows what's going on and he has it under control. So in, in those uh, storms of months of COVID, um, Shades was my lighthouse. And um, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you that you answered the call to serve the last, the least, the lost, and the lonely. And as you have said before, that includes all of us. Happy Pastor Appreciation Month. But I want you to know that I appreciate you every day, not just one month out of the year. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Pastor Will actually married Susie and I 22 years ago. And so that's been another blessing in my life, thanks to Will Shuey. And I just thank you for all you do, Pastor Will. Uh, you inspire me. You make me want to be a better person, and I do truly appreciate you. Gosh, I've known you a third of my life, and I'm thankful for every day of that. And here's my better half to say something. Love you, Will, and thank you for being Will. Well, that was pretty short and sweet, just like her. God bless you, and thank you for all you do. Who's Pastor Will? <gasps> you do, that's right. Who loves Pastor You do, you raise your hand. Can you show him how happy you are you're, he, that he's your pastor? Yes, you're a happy girl. Say, I love you, Pastor Will. Thank you, Reverend Will, for touching our lives. Reverend Will, share some God bless you, Thank you, Reverend Wynn, for changing our lives. Thank you, Reverend Wynn. Shed some praise. We hear you. 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 Shed some praise. We hear you.
Thank you all so much. I was totally uh, unexpected, you know, that, that just came out of the blue, but thank you all so much. I have much more to thank you for than, uh, than you know. So thank you. God bless you. I dreamed I went to heaven. You were there with me. Walked upon the streets of gold And beside the crystal sea We heard the angels singing Then someone called your name You turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came He said, friend, you may not know me now and he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school When I was only eight Every week you would say a prayer Before the class would start Then one day you said that prayer And I asked Jesus in my heart Forgiving to the Lord I am a life that was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave Then another man stood before you said remember the time a missionary came to your church and his pictures made you cry you didn't have much money but you gave it anyway Jesus took the gift you gave that's why I'm here today By your generosity Little things that you had done 
and sacrifices made I noticed on the earth but in heaven now proclaimed and I know up in heaven we're not supposed to cry but I am almost sure there were tears in your eyes as Jesus took your hand and you stood before the Lord he said my child look around you for great is your
father say, my child, well done, my child, well done. We have a special guest going to lead our congregational this morning. So I'll fly away. Does everyone know I'll fly away? Yeah. Right, let's all stand and sing together. Some glad morning when this life is over.
Y'all really surprised me today, but God is good, and I hope that all of us will be whole in all that God is calling us to be, and this is just a good place to be on a Saturday morning, amen? amen. It's a good place to be any morning, but we welcome our friends today from Grace Christian Fellowship in Huntington, West Virginia. And they're going to be set up at our building at 440, just down the street. All of you get on your cell phone when you leave here today and start uh, texting your friends and your folks and let them know they'll be serving food down there for until around 1.30 or so or until the food runs out, okay? And this is a blessing with feeding with grace. So we appreciate them. Will you give them a hand of appreciation for being with us today, okay? God bless you, and uh, thank you for being a part of our worship today, and uh, I'm still excited. <laughs> I'm still kind of taken aback for uh, the blessing, uh, what you shared a few minutes ago, but thank you, Jimmy. Thank all of you for putting that together, okay? Uh, we do have some prayer announcements this morning, and pray for Caitlin Fleener and Luke her mother, Melinda, passed away, and the visitation will be tomorrow from 12 until 1.30 at Carter Trent here in downtown, and the graveside service will be at 2 o'clock tomorrow at Holston View. So please remember this family. They uh, recently just began attending worship at Shades of Grace. Vis let's see. Um, did any of our people show up? From Greenville today with the none of we were supposed to have a group coming from uh, Greenville Tennessee from New Lebanon Baptist Church 
with a ministry, representing a ministry, but maybe they'll come next week, okay? We'll look forward to that. But they do deliver meals once a week, every Monday, to Kingsport uh, from the Greenville area, and it's the Manawagon Ministries, okay? We have prayers for Dewey Frazier and for Kay and Marty, uh, for Patty, and for Christine, who is not well today. She would be here if she were able. And pray for the family of Timothy Grills. We will be having his funeral service right here at 2 o'clock on Monday. So please remember his loved ones when you pray. And by the lifting of your hand wherever you be, just represent your need. Continue to pray for Tim. We're so glad that he's doing better today. And we want to remember Mark. I was watching all those drums on the, in uh, Nigeria, and I thought, boy, wouldn't Mark like to get in on that? But Mark is uh, in an extended time uh, at the VA hospital, so continue to pray for him. But he's our drummer here, in case you wonder who I'm talking about. Um, but remember all those requests. And God sees your hands when they are lifted, and we pray that God will. Yes, Christine. Yes, thank you. Yes. Okay, Nikki, it's good to see you slipping in. All right. And uh, our friends from Canada, uh, Charlotte and Penny, are with us this week. They'll be going back home. But these are our faithful online members. We really do reach people around the world. Um, all over the place, we have people from our virtual congregation. And so um, we just welcome everybody. And again, to those of you visiting from Huntington, we thank you today. God bless you for giving of your time to our community. And I know folks will appreciate that so much. Uh, we often have just a little prayer time with Landon singing uh, a prayer. So we'd like you just kind of be in an attitude of gratitude and meditation as Landon shares with us this time. Oh, my brother, when I'm weak, would you stand instead for me and pray a fortress around me strong that can't be moved? And I promise you today, when I bow my knees to pray, I'll do my best to build a wall of prayer for you. Sometimes a wall of grace, sometimes a wall of faith, other times His sweet mercy that I Let the church say amen. Amen. Uh, one other thing to share with you today is our annual burial of our homeless friends who have passed away with no one to claim them and no one to receive them. So for the past five years, Shades of Grace has 
graciously taken care of those in death as well as those in living. And so we will be honoring their lives. At two o'clock today, you can leave right here. We'll go in procession to Emanuel Lutheran Cemetery. It's about eight miles from here. Or you can meet directly at the cemetery for a 2.30 service. Oscar will be meeting us there to do a couple of songs, but um, we'll have a short committal service as we do each year. If you cannot be a part of that, we will be live streaming that this afternoon, and it will also be uh, on our social media as well. But we pray that God will continue to help us to continue the works of mercy in whatever form they are presented to us, doing for and with the least of these. Okay, so I wanted to, to let you know about that. When's the last time that you really felt lost or alone? Think about that. You don't have to raise your hand or you don't have to answer out loud. Have you ever been alienated or separated or exiled from all that you know and all the people you love? You know, for the last few weeks, maybe as much as a couple of months now, we have been on a journey through Luke, Gospel of Luke. We've been learning lessons from Jesus Christ. And we've been on a journey meeting a whole lot of displaced and lost and exiled people in Luke. I told you last week that Luke was a physician and he took special note of the physical handicaps and lim limitations and problems that people had in that day because he would notice what a medical person would notice about people, whether it be blinded eyes or whether it be hearing or whether it be uh, crippled or maim or leprosy or whatever it is. So we've been on a journey and to name just a few of these folks that we've talked about over the last few weeks, for example, Lazarus was one of the recent ones. And then we talked about uh, some others. Um, some were separated by choice, like the rich farmer, remember that? Uh, he didn't know what to do with these barns, so he said, I'm gonna tear them down and build bigger. He was looking out for only himself and not for his neighbor, not for his brothers and sisters. And so God called him a fool and said, your soul will be required of you tonight. And some of these persons have been alienated and lost in life because of their own youthful and foolish aspirations that maybe the grass really is greener on the other side of the fence. Who did that? The prodigal son. Remember him from a few weeks ago? And a thousand other choices that people made that was not in their best interest. Think about Lazarus filled with sores, and the dogs came and gave him comfort. The lepers who, under the Old Testament law, were exiled from all they loved and knew, and they would cover their lips, as we read in the Old Testament, which really became uh, apparent to me during the pandemic that all that really means is they were wearing masks. They were covering their face. So we all became lepers a couple of years ago, right? And... Uh, so we understand there were reasons that they would cover their face to keep from spreading the disease of leprosy. And they would have to cry out 
unclean, unclean if anyone came near. And so um, think about the poor widow woman who lost her security with the death of her husband and a thousand more victims that we read about in the scriptures who are in lost places in life because of no control of their own. It just happened. How many of you know the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, right? Bad things happen. One of the age-old questions, why do bad things happen to good people? Have you ever asked that question? Why do these things happen in life? And sometimes people say, why me? Lord, why me? And then sometimes I ask the question, Lord, you're with me and you understand me. And so we trust you in the midst of it all. We don't understand. We don't have the answers. We're like the psalmist who cries out, Lord, how much more? Um, you know, when will the daylight ever come? The psalmist said, my, my soul waits for the Lord even more than those who long for the morning, for those long nights. I don't know about you all, but I, I sleep really well at night. But last night was one of those nights that I was awakened a few hours after I went to sleep, and I just got up really, really, really early this morning because I had a lot of things on my mind and things that need to be done and people that need to be helped and situations that can't be resolved. And I came in, and then I found out that a few of you had some restless nights as well. But just know that just as sure as we go through a restless night that the Bible says joy will come in the morning. Guess what? Everybody looked that way. Did you know we have joy at Shades of Grace? And it's always here, 24 hours a day. And it's always flashing when you feel blue, when you feel red, when you feel whatever, you know. God is always with us. Give us a joyful roll. All right. Did y'all like the joy roll? Okay. Okay, so then in those lost and misplaced people that we've been reading about, we met a broken-hearted father, the daddy of the prodigal son. And he didn't have one problem, but he had two because one son had been gone, the other son became angry and jealous, and when the one son came home, the other son became alienated. So, you know, sometimes a lot of people suffer for things that we do that we're not even aware of, right? Our decisions are like um, a stone being dropped into the water and the ripples continue far and wide and many people's lives are touched. Every one of us, now I've made those illustrations so we understand that all have either been in one of those stories or you're going to be in one of those stories. Or guess what? You may be writing your own story right now. You may be living that time right now. And, you know, we don't know. We can look at someone and we don't know the pain and the sadness and the grief that someone is carrying. And, you know, over the last couple of years, we've done a really good job of maybe becoming desensitized to that because with the wearing of the mask for so long, it's, uh, it's difficult to sometimes see the smile or the sadness or the 
expressions on the face, but you've always heard that the eyes are what? The window to the soul. So, you know, we all fit into the story today. So today's story comes from Luke 17, and really it's verses 11 through 19, and uh, we're going to go through, I, I may go all through those, Jimmy, and I may stop. But give Jimmy a hand of appreciation. He's always on top of it. He really is on top of it because he's up there. All right? And Todd is up there with him today. All right? Something keeps pulling Todd back this way. You know, Todd lives all the way past Fort Chiswell, Virginia, which is well over 100 miles from here. And the Holy Spirit keeps pulling him back down here uh, for some strange reason, right? That's all right. And we appreciate that. God is just touching people and blessing people wherever we are. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And was, as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him, and they stood off at a distance. And I've already told you why. They were contagious. They had to notify the passers-by that there's danger. Do not approach. So they called out in a loud voice. This time, they were not saying, unclean, unclean, because they saw the one who could change things in their life. And this time, they cried out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Have mercy on us. Isn't that wonderful? Do we recognize Jesus when he comes? If you remember last Sunday or last Saturday, we still get our Saturdays and Sundays mixed up. It's Sunday somewhere, I promise you, maybe. At least it's 5 o'clock somewhere, I guess. But last week, or whenever you're watching this, we talked about Jesus weeping and how that he cried at the people and how that uh, his heart was broken because of their rejection of him. But these people understood Jesus. They recognized the time of his visitation when they failed to recognize the visitation of Jesus in Jerusalem at another time and Jeremiah in his day. But this time the lepers realized this is my lucky day. I've hit the jackpot, okay? They understood who Jesus is. Sometimes I think, you've sung that song, I'm glad I know who Jesus is, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad I know who Jesus is. And we may have you do that before we leave today. Is that good? Okay, I'll give you a little bit of warning on it. Usually he doesn't get any warning, uh, but, you know, he's always ready. So when Jesus saw them and heard their voice crying out, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And under the law of Moses, only the priest could announce that a person was unclean or, uh, you know, has the disease of leprosy, which was contagious. And on the other hand, only a priest would be able to pronounce him cleared of that and healed of that, okay? So the priest had a lot of functions in the ministry in the Old Testament. 
And Jesus came to fulfill the office of prophet, priest, and king. And he came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And to summarize it in two verses, what are they? Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then there's always that one in the crowd that says, but Lord, I don't like my neighbor. Right? Who is my neighbor? Anyway, um, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. You know, the Samaritans were people unloved. The Samaritans were people who were rejected and often despised by the Hebrew people. There was a whole lot of history there that we won't go into, but so often we read that Jesus went out of his way to go through Samaria. He made it a point to go to what we often think of in the world today as to those people or to the other side of the tracks. And for some reason, I had a little story on my mind as I was walking early this morning in the dark about a little lady named Sister Jessie Smith. Back in the 1980s when I was serving in an inner city congregation in Miami, Florida, and there was a little lady who lived on the outskirts of Hialeah and the railroad tracks came through and then you were in the city of um, North Miami. But right on that dividing line, this little lady lived in a little duplex apartment. She was about 96 or 97 years old. She was a member of our congregation, but she never locked a door. Can you believe that, living in Miami and never locking a door? And being bedridden and unable to even stand on your feet? And so one day I was visiting with her and I said, Sister Smith, do you ever be, are you ever afraid? Do you ever get scared? In those days, it was in the early days of the uh, Christian television. Remember the TBN Trinity broadcasting? That was really big. And they had just recently, just a short time before that, built the TV station in South Florida. And it was channel um, 45. Never forget it. It had big billboards along Interstate 95. Uh, channel 45. And she says, no, I'm not afraid, and I'm going to tell you why. And there she lay in her bed, and she had a little black and white box TV, you know, those little tiny ones with the static, and uh, they didn't have remote control or anything, as you know, back then. And she had a cane, a walking cane. And on the end of her cane, she had a string attached. And the end of that string was attached to the little nub that pulls in or out to turn the TV on or off. And so when she wanted to turn the TV on, she just pulled the string. And when she wanted to turn it off, she pushed her cane. And I tell you that to tell you this. She said, I am not afraid. All these rough kids are all around me and they're always shooting up and doing all this stuff. But she said, I have my cane and my Bible and my 45. That's a true story. And uh, those kids in the neighborhood 
didn't get too close because they were afraid of that 45. They just didn't know how much power the 45 really carried, did they? I don't know, somebody may have needed to hear that today. I don't know, I just, that's been on my mind. It really doesn't have anything to do with my message, but it made us laugh a little bit, right? And if we can laugh in church, then we've accomplished a whole lot. Because life gets tough. Life is hard, and it's not easy. And we go through all of these situations of alienation and separation and, and being torn apart in so many, many ways. Back in the 30s, about 90 years ago, anybody here 90 years old? Okay, all my, somebody said not quite. Is that what you said? Nah, you're a long way from that. But back in the 90s, there was a popular Methodist evangelist named William Stidger. Did I pronounce that right? S-T-I-D-G-E-R. If you can pronounce it any better, come on up here and try, okay? But one day he was seated with a group of other friends and clergy, and they shared stories about how their lives were affected by the Great Depression, and they were still just in that and coming out of it, much like maybe we are coming out of a pandemic time and learning a whole lot of things that we didn't know before about what all is involved in that. And there was a minister in the group who suddenly broke in and said, I don't know what I'm going to do because in just a few weeks, I'm going to have to preach a sermon on Thanksgiving Day. And by the way, our Canadian friends gave me a beautiful card. I've got it over here on the desk because uh, Monday is Thanksgiving Day. How many of you knew that? Did you know that? You West Virginia people, did y'all know that Monday is Thanksgiving Day? In Canada, October 11th, it is. They celebrate their National Day of Thanksgiving. And so they gave me a Thanksgiving card and Penny told me, I remembered you, Penny. She said, this is my first year to be away from my family on Thanksgiving. But you're with a new family today. You're with the family of God, the eternal family, okay? But this preacher was thinking, I've got to preach a sermon on giving thanks, and I want to say something right. I want to be able to affirm the faithfulness of God. And the Methodist pastor, the reverend whose name I enunciated may be right or wrong, uh, said it was like the Spirit of God spoke to him. And he said, why don't you give thanks to those people who have been a blessing in your life and affirm them during their lifetime? And don't you know how that hits me this morning? Because I didn't know y'all were going to do this uh, video earlier. And uh, it, it really touched me. I want you to know that. It truly humbled me. And I've, I'm really at a loss for all of that. But thank you. But we do need to tell people today that we love them. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until it's too late, okay? So as he began to meditate on what the pastor said, the thought came to his mind of a school teacher that had really made a huge impact on his life. And she was a teacher of poetry and English literature who had gone out of her way to put a great love of literature and verse into his heart and mind. So he sat down and wrote her a letter. Now she was way up in her years. And in just a few days, he receives an envelope in the mail. And it was in the feeble handwriting of someone like Pastor Will. I'm practicing to be a doctor in my next life. 
I promise you if, you, if you try to read my handwriting. You know, we get so used to typing, we forget to, uh, to write. Anybody else like that? But he gets this back with a real feeble handwriting, with a shaking hand, and she says, and remember this pastor's name was William. She says, my dear Willie, at this time, it had already been 50 years past since she had been his teacher. And no one had called him Willie, and these people are leaving to go get the food ready, okay? They're going up the street to start their ministry, so y'all get it all ready when we get there, okay? All right, give them a hand, okay? All right. I'll preach a little longer to give you a little extra time. So he gets the letter that says, Dear Willie, I can't tell you how much your note has meant to me. I'm now in my 80s, living alone in a small room, cooking my own meals, lonely, and like the last leaf of autumn, just hanging on. You'll be interested to know that I taught school for more than 50 years, and yours is the very first note of appreciation I have ever received. How do you think that made her feel? Do you remember your first grade teacher? How many remember your first grade teacher? I'll never forget mine because she paddled me on the first day of school. I hadn't been there two hours. I'm serious. It was with a ping pong paddle. She scared me to death. I mean, that thing looked bad. Okay. I probably needed a whole lot more. She said, that letter came to me just out of the blue this morning, and I was about as low as I could be. You can do that. You could send a note. You could send a text. Send a Facebook message. Make a call. I'm not always good at that. My heart and my mind is filled with a list all the time of people that I need to talk to. Do you all relate to that? But I think, you know, maybe tomorrow they would appreciate it a little bit more than today. The real reason is probably I'm just not quite willing to go today. Because I tell people all the time, people do what people want to do. Y'all believe that? We make the time for the things that are important. So the Lord is preaching to me today. In this story today, Jesus was traveling about 70 or 80 miles down from the Sea of Galilee area to Jerusalem. By the way, I'll be going there again, the Lord willing, in late March, I've got another trip. That'll probably be my 14th tour that I've led. If you want to go, you can still sign up, okay? Just a, a plug for my upcoming trip. But in order to get there, Samaria was a space of land, a territory that was in the way. If you want to go straight through, you could get there a whole lot quicker. 
And most of the people of that day walked the long way around. They wouldn't go through the area where Sister Jessie Smith lived in the bad part of town. They would walk around to be around the familiar faces and languages they knew. But Jesus often must needs go through Samaria. You know, Jesus is always looking for those persons that I mentioned in the beginning, the ones who are displaced, the ones who are lost, the ones who are separated, the ones who feel like all hope is gone. Jesus came seeking and saving those who have lost their way. And so he's traveling down this way through Samaria. And during this time, they recognized who Jesus is. There we are again, the phrase, I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a, what's it say, more than just a story. Go ahead and do just a chorus of it, Landon, and I'll finish this up shortly, okay? I'm glad I know who Jesus Sing it with him is. if you know it. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Sing it one more time now. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Just a story he is the King of Glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Now you may be listening to this. We have people in about 50 countries of the world who follow our ministry. And I was so blessed to see on the video the children of the Shades of Grace School in Nigeria. That was a surprise. God bless them. We provide teachers for a school there and, and much, much more. But I'm so glad that we know who Jesus is. I'm glad that every one of us can tell somebody who Jesus is. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to have a title beside your name. You really don't. I was going to meddle a little bit, and I'm not going to. I'll be kind. And it wasn't for anybody here, but it could be for somebody online. And I don't want to offend anybody, so I just won't say it, okay? Now, if you want to know what it is, come tell me, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you individually. That way, if you get offended, we can pray about it, right? Okay? All right. Um, Y'all never know how this thing's going to wind up, do you? Aren't you glad you don't know? The only thing is you know it's going to wind up, right? And that's the good thing. We know it's going to wind up or wind down. Which, which is it, Miss D? Up or down? <laughs> Both. Okay. These people knew who Jesus was. They'd heard about him. They recognized him. As people said, never have we heard anybody who could speak like this man, for he speaks as one having authority. They knew who Jesus 
was. Did you know that you could be the only Jesus that somebody sees today? Our friends from Feeding with Grace will be praying with people. They'll be giving out clothing and hygiene and food and items for anyone who comes their way today. Aren't you glad that we can tell someone who Jesus is? Mercy, people of mercy. They said, Lord, we need mercy. Have you ever heard that song that says, Lord, we all need a little mercy now? You ever heard that? Boy, that's a powerful song. We all need a little mercy now. If you don't know it, Google it. I don't remember who it is. Jimmy, do you know who it is? Mary Deshay? Gachet. Mary Gachet. Now you have to ask Jimmy how to spell that. But Google it and listen. It's a long song. It's about eight or nine minutes or ten. But it's a powerful message. It says we all need a little mercy now. And we can't give it to anyone else if we don't have it ourselves, right? And guess what? After that long night of restlessness and not sleeping as much as I like to, I awakened and got up and the mercies were brand new today. We don't have to borrow from yesterday. We don't have to recycle the mercy, do we, Nikki? Every day. What's your shirt say, Southern? Raised on sweet tea and Jesus. Come up here. Let me read a little bit closer. Let's see. Turn around here. I was trying to see that southern, southern, raised on sweet tea and Jesus. All right. All right. You know, you can tell people who Jesus is just by what's on your shirt, right? Starts a conversation. You know, I got a whole lot more to go. I, I had excuses for all nine of those people who didn't come back. But I often tell people we don't know the rest of the story. And I believe in my heart that even though only one healed leper came back on that day, that maybe down the road, a day, a week, six months, a year later, they each one found Jesus and said, thank you. You've made a difference in my life. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. But I'm not gonna go through the list because you've got, probably got the same list and a thousand more, right? Landon, you ready to sing that song? I'm glad I know who Jesus is. In a little town called Bethlehem So many years ago They told him there was no room in the inn But they had no way of knowing Who they had turned away The Lamb of God who would take away their sins I'm glad I know who is. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. 
still today don't know who Jesus is. They've never felt his peace within their soul. But I want my life to show them how his love can set them free. He's the only one who can cleanse and make men whole. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Are you glad who Jesus is? Let's tell our Facebook, YouTube, wherever the people are hearing this today, as uh, on the count of three, and even let the people down at 440 hear us down here. Jennifer, it's good to see you. It's been a long time. Well, I mean, you've come to the door a couple of times, but you haven't been in worship for a long time. And she was baptized here, and it's so good to see you today. God bless you. And we're glad to have Officer Terry with us today. All right. And it's just good to see all of you today. All right. Where was I going with all that, Miss D? You're supposed to be preaching for me. <laughs> the count of three, thank you. All right. I want you to say at the count of three, I am so glad that I know who Jesus is, okay? And the little baby's asleep over there, so get ready for, <laughs> maybe not. He'll be all, will he be all right with that? Okay. All right, let's do it for all the Facebook people, all the YouTube people, wherever they are today. One, two, three. I'm glad I know. You can do just a little bit better. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Sing it. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. He is the King of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Pastor Michelle, will you come up and give us our closing prayer today? All right. And God bless you. We'll see you up at the 440 at the Feeding with Grace. Please, people, tell your neighbors, spread the word, let them know. And um, we'll see you at 2 o'clock for the committal service, or we'll meet you right here next Saturday at 1030, because it is going to be Saturday somewhere. Lord, we're just so grateful, and thank you for being able to assemble together with brothers and sisters from afar. Bless that ministry up there. Um, it, with the, It's not just a food ministry, but they're giving them Jesus. Like when 
the guys went up to the temple and they had the lame man there and they said, we don't have anything, we don't have gold or silver, but we'll give you Jesus. And that's what this is about today. So I lift that ministry to you, I lift each one of us that we would take the word that has been planted in our hearts and act upon it. As Pastor Will has said, that we should not let a day go by that we don't give thanks for those that have been in our lives that have touched us in whatever way it is, a friend, maybe it's a relative you haven't talked to in years, that we would reach out, that we wouldn't just be hearers, but we would be doers of the word today. So go with us as, um, as we do whatever you have us do today. Be with us at the service. And uh, we just thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.